This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, deucers? Before we get started with the show today, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you... That's right. You can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, We'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. The best part is you can get all of this for only 15 bucks a month. And I can tell you that that's a deal from ex- the experience of being an independent podcaster. It's the wild, wild west out there, people. Blue Wire Hustle. It's a steal at 15 bucks a month. The same rate, it's the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you and you wouldn't get any of the other stuff. It would just be the initial setup and then you'd be left on your own. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports podcasting experience. But here's the thing. Acceptance to the program is limited, and that's in all caps, so you know it's limited. So get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description in the description box on this episode to find out more, and I'll have a link there, but that's bw. B W the word hustle dot C O M slash join. Welcome to the NBA morning news for Tuesday. February it's tricky one because it's eleven fifty nine. So I don't know, depending yeah. on how long the sentence goes. Well, it's for Tuesday, February twenty third. Uh, six game slate to cover from Monday night. One game still in progress as we record. The Lakers are beating the Wizards. The hot, the hot Wizards, four in a row Wizards. 88-87 with 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. So we will, one way or another, we will stick out this game. because un- Unless the Lakers just pull, unless one team or the other blows, blows up the doors open and we don't need to. But as of right now, we will stick out this game to see what happens because this Wizards team is starting to get real interesting. We don't need to get into it now. Let's we'll see how the game ends. 
but this Wizards team definitely starting to get real interesting. Uh, got an alert earlier that we should talk about. A very interesting alert from, from Bleacher Report that the Dallas Mavericks are quietly, which I guess it's not quiet anymore because it just got alerted out, but that they have been quietly trying to Gage, league sources say Dallas has quietly sniffed around to gauge Kristaps Porzingis' trade value. So we should talk about that as well. Really, after yesterday's bombshell that I'm still sort of getting over, I think the rest, it seems as though the rest of the NBA has pretty much gotten over the Ryan Saunders firing because people are just like, okay, Chris Finch, welcome. Welcome to Minnesota. Uh after yesterday, there really hasn't been much news today. Not a whole lot going on other than games, which is good. But we, we should talk about that Christoph Porzingis thing. But I think most importantly, what we should start off with is you bought your first NBA top shot today. I was wondering if you were going to team me up for that. My first NBA top shot. I figure if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have an inkling of what that is. You might have a better understanding of what it is than I do. Definitely um, more than, yeah. than I do. I got a Mitchell Robinson moment for forty dollars, <laughs> so, so we can track. For those of you who don't know, it's essentially a serial number that they dressed up with a little video clip, and I it doesn't have any value except that the forty dollars I paid for. And it's it. like backed by like blockchain. Yes, yes, it was backed by blockchain, which I will pretend to understand what it means for the duration right. of this conversation. Have you seen so that company? So the company that the NBA partnered with for NBA Top Shot, Dapper. Mm-hmm. Have you been on their website? Have you looked around? Yes, I actually they, set up a Google alert for Dapper's IPO because they, this company looks like they could be really onto something. Well, do you see like so their whole thing is like blockchain games? Yep. So I was looking. They have like some wizard game on there, and the last and it's like a wizard battle. Like people are like doing like a wizard battle. The last person who won this wizard battle won like 700 Ethereum tokens, which is a lot of money. Yeah, it's a crazy amount of money. That's a lot of money. So like, what are we even talking about? It's just so crazy. Like 700 Ethereum token. That sentence doesn't even. I know, but like this company, I don't understand what they're doing. And I was trying to figure out like, how do I get involved in this game? I couldn't understand it. Like I wanted to like get in the next one. I couldn't even comprehend what was happening on my screen, I just turned it's like my got a headache. <laughs> Top shot is much easier. You just yeah, makes you just buy, it's it's digital trading cards. Yes, exactly. that are backed by this company that has blockchain, crypto, whatever, mm-hmm. and the values are. I mean, another LeBron Top Shot sold like yesterday for two hundred thousand dollars. So I should add, and I don't want to spend too much more time on Top Shot, but it is pretty interesting. I mean, it's the, it's the I, most popular thing in the NBA right now. I actually got into a queue to buy a pack. So I, I bought a moment, but if you buy a pack for $14, that comes with thir- or with three moments oh, they were, they were, or cards. Today's, today's drop was 14 because the yesterday's or the drop from two days ago, they were nine ninety nine. Yeah, I think today's was 14 Don't quote me on that, but it was around there. Must have been like a more rare and pack. Maybe, but... I got into the queue. There was 5,000 packs available and I was 50,000 in the queue. Yeah. So I did not get the opportunity to buy one. Well, stinks, I, one thing that happened yesterday that was very funny, or at least I, I, I don't know if it happened yesterday or the, the, uh, the back and forth got posted by this person yesterday. 
But Josh Hart from the Pelicans, who is known for being a pretty weird and funny guy, like he's he's the he's the one who there's always videos of him like going for high fives with his teammates when they're not high fiving him, and he's mm-hmm. just like putting his hand out and like shaking the air, like that's like one of his things. Or like there was like the video that went around like when James Harden, I think it was James Harden who slammed the ball really hard and it hit him in the face and Josh Hart just walked by him and gave him this look like <laughs> the hell is wrong with this guy. Um, so Josh Hart tweeted like at NBA top shot, I'm trying to learn more. Like, what is this? And some dude, I don't know if the guy, I don't know who this guy was. I guess he like responded to Josh Hart and was like, Yo, I have one of your moments. If you want, I'll gift it to you so you can get started with your collection. And Josh, he was like, do you want it? And Josh Hart said, yep. And the guy gifted it to him. And then Josh Hart sold it the next day. Wow. Do you know how much you made up for it? I have no idea. And then the guy was like, what the hell? You sold my gift. And then I don't <laughs> think he ever heard from Josh Hart again. Um, wow. This whole thing is fascinating to me. I have w- one last quick thing. <laughs> Fine. Before we started the pod, the cheapest possible moment or card you could get was Mason Plumley at $25. (laughs) That is now Boyan Bogdanovich has a $25 one. So again, I bought my Mitchell Robinson dunk for $40. We'll see what that's worth tomorrow. I wonder, I got to wonder two things. One is, and I was talking to you about this earlier, how over the last few months, maybe the last year even, the actual physical trading card market has exploded. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if there's any correlation between that and now these top shots of, first of all, like the, like a desperation from collectors that can't get cards anymore. Because I went at one point, when I first moved back to Florida, I went to Target, like when I was like, um, you know, like decorating my new apartment and stuff and getting stuff, I was at like Target. And I noticed like, oh, there's all these basketball cards. And back when you're a kid and you collect basketball cards, you always want to buy boxes, or at least this is how my thing went. It was like, I would go with my dad and like, I want to buy a box. No, you can't buy a box. You can buy one pack, right? Every time, like we go once, a, like maybe once every couple of weeks, buy one pack. Now I'm an adult making good money. I'm like, I'm going to buy all the boxes. <laughs> I have like multiple Luka Doncic rookies, which actually I think are pretty valuable at this you point. You should price those out. That's, that's. Um, I have like multiple Trey Young rookies. I told you I have a Michael Porter jersey card. That These are from, because when I moved back, Two years ago, they were rookies, and these were the boxes that were out. I recently took a Sunday and drove around to like six or seven Walmart t- targets and Walmarts. Can't get cards anywhere. They're literally nowhere. The only way you can buy cards at this point, like boxes of cards, is on the internet, and they're way more expensive. So I wonder if there's a correlation between Top Shot becoming super expensive, and then you combine it with the fact that crypto now is just this thing. Everyone's trying to get in on the next thing. And it was just like this melding of worlds that it's exploded. Mm -hmm. And I got to think COVID ties into it just with people being stuck in their houses and just our whole world is digital. I'm about to offload my emotions to the cloud. If I, if I get around to it, I'm sick of this stuff, you know, just digitize everything. dude. It's called the, it's called the, uh, the singularity. You're just going to, I'm close. I upload your consciousness. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's talk about basketball, I guess. Okay, well, I mean, this is a derivative of basketball. No, it's sure. good. I mean, Top Shot, it's literally everywhere. I mean, yeah. every every time I go on Twitter now, there's another player like out there trying to find out like what. Now, that the, the next thing that's interesting is like like LaMelo Ball today was tweeting like, uh, like in response to the LeBron 
card going for, or the LeBron top shot going for 200,000 was like, how much of that goes to LeBron? And you were saying, you think that there's something baked in with the league that like goes to part of their revenue, but I don't know. I did not fact check that, but I heard from a buddy who's usually pretty knowledgeable that there is a, a share goes to the league and the players for all these transactions. It's fascinating. Yeah. The whole thing's fascinating. It's insane. Uh, how valuable these things are already, but it is fascinating. Maybe I'll buy one soon. When you can I get, get my, a, a maybe nice, when I get my maybe get my little stimmy check. Ooh, you can get a nice Mitchell Robinson dunk for fifty dollars that I've listed <laughs> on the market. I will not be buying a Mitchell Robinson dunk. Not at least not until he comes back from injury. Okay. And not that those not I guess from what you're telling me, not that one has anything to do with the other in terms of value. I mean, I guess if it's like. It, I mean, the value all depends on if it's rare or not. And I think there's like 15,000 of these things in circulation. I don't really know. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's talk about these games. By the way, just as an update as we're doing this, and at least on my end, with seven and a half minutes left, the Lakers and the Wizards are tied, 94-94. Yep. That's what I've got. Uh, let's start, though, with there's five other games that are done from tonight. And we'll st- I would, would like to start with Phoenix-Portland. Uh, that game, after the first quarter in that game, Dev- Devin Booker had 17 in the first quarter. Damian Lillard had 11. And I actually tweeted out, I was like, this is going to be an electric duel, like mm-hmm. back and forth all night. And then Damian Lillard just, in the second half, something happened and he just looked totally out of it. He got hurt at one point. It wasn't like an injury, but he was limping, never the same. And Phoenix just... I mean, they just rolled. They, they are the hottest team in the NBA right now. They've won 12 yeah. of 14. They've won nine of their last 10. And Devin Booker is looking like Bubble Booker. Ooh, Bubble had, Booker. I love that. Bubble Booker is a good name. And it, I was thinking, like, should I try to make Bubble Booker a thing? But then also I realized, like, this guy had 70 points in a game once. Like mm-hmm. He's Bubble not a Booker, gimmick player. Yeah, he's he's not like a Bubble gimmick. Like, Jamal Murray, Bubble Jamal Murray is a thing. Mm-hmm. To me, like that There's was no a alliteration real... with Bubble and Murray, so it doesn't work. Bubble TJ Warren was a thing. Mm-hmm. Devin Booker had 70 points in a game, so there's like you said, that's a perfect way. It's not a gimmick, like this guy yeah. is just a flat out star and he's a scorer and he's a max player for a reason. It has taken him a while this year, it's every now and then, but I think part of it is just like we've talked about, they're just so good this year mm-hmm. and have the potential to be so good. He doesn't have to get 34 every night. Yeah, and I do think this hot streak, I'd have to go back and check, but it does coincide a little bit with him, his numbers increasing, his scoring numbers for sure. Yeah, definitely scoring more. And Frank Um, Kaminsky back in the starting lineup. Yeah, that's that's key. I mean, that's huge. He gets 12 minutes. Uh, Really weird. I mean, this has got to be one of Chris Paul's worst games in a long time. He was one for nine for two points. But it doesn't matter because this this team plays so well together. Like, it's one of those teams that has star power, but their other pieces seem to fit really well. I yeah. love Cam Johnson, like really love his game. Dario Sharch is, is back. He's been back for a little bit. Um, dude, though, in, I, I watched the highlights of this game. I'm amazed that the Blazers have 18 wins with how unbelievably bad Ennis Cantor and basically their interior defense is in general. Like, can't, he, he's awful. He's it's like them so awful. Yeah. I know it's not a revelation to say Ennis Cantor is really bad at defense, but he is like – visibly not trying like it's pathetic yeah. he, he's just out it's terrible so uh, that goes even more to what dame is doing to have this team sure. 18 and 12 uh maybe 18 and 13 after tonight i forget 
Um, to have them at the four or five seed is incredible. Um, yeah, this game's you- this game watching that I watched a lot of it. I turned it off once it was like a massive blowout. Uh, but the third quarter struck me as like there was a point where the Suns went on a little bit of a run and Portland was just like over it. Yeah. Like actually like the epitome of, of the Blazers was um, the Suns. I forgot what the score was at the end of the third quarter, but I think it was like a hundred. It was ended up being like, it was like a hundred. They Phoenix outscored Portland 37, 17 in the third quarter. And I think the, the score at the end of the third quarter, they were up by like 30, but uh, Phoenix hit a three with two seconds left to give them 97 points. Robert Covington takes the ball out. Dame Lillard's just standing there. He's just standing there like, give me, just give me the ball. We'll run out the clock. And instead of giving him the ball, he tries to like quarterback, like dart a pass the length of the court. Doesn't, I don't even know who it was going to because it went over everybody's head and went out of bounds. And it was a turnover. So Phoenix gets the ball back under their own basket because that's where the pass came from. And with two seconds left, they just inbounded to Cam Johnson, who's standing by himself, and he hits a three. Wow. That, that's, I actually that was like the epitome that. of how this game went for Portland in the yeah. second half. That's rough. It, yeah, it was, it was like, yeah. But to, to Phoenix's credit, like, the, 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 like the, I think it was at least when I was looking before, it was like minus, uh, Phoenix was minus six and a half. I was like, come on, dude. Like Portland's playing good basketball, right? Mm-hmm. Six and a half is a big number for the way Portland's playing, but Phoenix well, is just that that's a remarkable uh little segue there because I was gonna mention this game is significant in that the t- coming into tonight, the top three teams in the league against the spread all won and all covered the spread tonight. And Phoenix is one of them. Um, mm-hmm. they moved to 20 and 10. I mean, they're 20 and 10 on the year. At, and they're 20 and 10 against the spread, which is actually pretty remarkable. Yeah. They're a second in the league. I mean, the easy cover for them tonight. Yeah. I mean, the, the, that was, I didn't expect it because, but I mean, that's also like it, it, that, that drop off for Portland is sort of what I'm anticipating eventually has to happen for the Wizards because mm-hmm. you have one guy who's just night in and night out carrying you to these wins. It's, it's not sustainable, especially when you start playing against great teams or no, teams that could be great. So Phoenix more and more starting to look like the team that we said at the beginning of the year might be the second best team in mm-hmm. the West. Still not, I guess, probably at this point. Look at Washington pulling away. I know. I was Washington's wondering. up eight with four and a half minutes left. Wow. Unbelievable. Um, I'm saving Scotty Brooks. How about that? I mean, that's mm-hmm. this, this, this run is probably saving him big time. Uh, yeah. So good win for Phoenix. Not really terrible. I mean, until until Portland gets everyone back, it's hard to gauge what they are. It's just like you said, it is super impressive what Dame's done, at least up to this point this year. Uh, I'm guessing one of the teams that you were talking about that is leading the league against the spread has got to be the Jazz. Yes, that is correct. I was gonna I was gonna quiz you on that. They're number one predictably. Um, well, if three of the teams played tonight, there's only six games. Yeah, so. yeah. The um, third one, I think you're going to be surprised about, but the okay, Jazz well, are the best. Yeah. Well, the Jazz. So this game, um, Charlotte was winning most of this game. So th- th- here's what's my biggest takeaway from this game with Utah is they're doing now. They're starting to do now. They won one thirty two one ten. Four different players scored twenty 
seven players scored in double figures. But what they're doing now is they're doing that thing that great teams do, which is, you know, close game, close game, close game, close game. And then you blink and you're up by 30. Mm-hmm. They, they, the game, I think it was a one point game at the end of the third quarter. And then with 10 minutes, nine or 10 minutes left in the fourth, they were up by like 25. And it was just, it happened just like that. And Charlotte was in the mix pretty much the whole game until that point. Utah just was like, all right, done fucking around. Mm-hmm. Let's start <laughs> playing. And they just destroyed the team that they're supposed to destroy. And that's a scary thing for that's, – that's the type of thing that when you're talking about a team that everyone's still kind of on the fence, like are they this good, are they not? Those type of games to me are the things that get a team like that over the hump in terms of whether they're going from good to great. Like can you just turn it – like what the Lakers have been doing against teams a lot of times, which is like coast and then all of a sudden they're up 20. Utah doing that shows me a lot about what this team really is. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. I actually hadn't really considered that, but I mean, they're just so consistent. Like they don't have bad quarters, entire bad quarters, you know, and Charlotte hangs in there and then Charlotte puts up a crappy fourth quarter and ends up getting destroyed um, because Utah just doesn't stop. They're that good. And they're that um, their continuity is so outstanding that, that, I mean, they are, these guys, their core has played together so much. Mm-hmm. And it shows, and they look absolutely deadly right now. Look at the three-point shooting, 28 or 55. Mm-hmm. And it, George, George Nyang, seven of seven from the field, seven of seven from three. Uh, Slow-mo Joe, seven of 10 from three. Jordan, just That's just off the bench. Off the bench. Yeah, off the bench, they got 19 threes. I, that is probably an NBA record, if I had to guess. I bet you that's that is an interesting. I wish I should have looked that up. I didn't even really neither did I put it together before we started looking at this. But nineteen threes off their bench, and not even like nineteen. And they took a lot of threes. They went nineteen of twenty-seven. Those three guys. That's a, that is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I like this guy Nang. He plays. He plays a decent amount of minutes for them. He's pretty good, man. Yeah. Like he's a good good guy to just have coming off your bench to play spot minutes. Seven threes in 16 minutes is outrageous. That (laughs) is incredible. Oh Yeah, unreal. Uh, This team, they've become one of the more fun teams to watch too because they're not just – like over the years, they've been a good defensive team. I mean offensive team, but it's always been like, all right, they're going to grind you down. They're going to run their sets, but really they're going to win with defense. And then Donovan Mitchell is going to take over to win games. But they're just like an all-around fun. Like they shoot, they just shoot the ball well. They move the ball well, and they play pretty good defense. Still, not as good as in years past. Still, very good. Like top, I mean, probably top five in the league still. But uh, their offense is where it's just taking a whole different jump this year. It's pretty remarkable. Yeah. Um, for do you have anything else on the gambling thing? For them, uh, no, just that their record, their actual record is actually better than their record against the spread. They're they advanced to um 23 and eight against the spread on the season. But uh, sorry, the um, is this a record for threes in a game? 28? It's uh, pretty close, yeah. Okay, I I'm think like that record's to, been set this year, yeah. It definitely has that. And I'm seeing a, like a headline saying they set the record for threes, but I'm wondering if that's a franchise record. Or not. I can search yeah. it real quick. Um, I was gonna ask you, do you have a way of looking like? Um, 
how often they've covered when they've been a 10 point favorite or more. Cause they were 12 point favorite in this. Uh, I don't, I have like, I can look up their uh, record against the spread when they're a favorite, but I am not advanced enough. Got to it. Point where I, like, that big of a favorite. It is interesting. Um, yeah. The record, as far as I can tell right now is 29 by Milwaukee against the heat. Uh, in December, in December. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We remember. So this must've been a franchise record and or maybe and, one-off. And then, and then the Rockets did it uh, this month. They did it February 1st. They got 28. Okay. All right. I so remember second most, about that. second most in NBA history. Right. Insane. Both happened this season, mm-hmm. which is pretty wild. Damn, the Heat lost 144-97 this year. I don't even remember that. It seems like yeah, how no, long because because that was a day after the Clippers lost by 50, and we were saying oh, like you yeah. can't lose by 50. You just can't lose. <laughs> yeah. by, and the Heat missed it by a couple of I points. totally forgot about that. I forgot yeah. that that even took place. Wow. Uh for the um for the for the for the Hornets, got a note. Gordon Hayward got hurt again, and it looked it didn't look good. Uh, he went down in the second half. He hurt. I saw some people reporting hand, some people reporting wrist. Either way, it was his shooting hand, which is the same hand that he had a fractured finger earlier in the year. Uh, and he, I mean, he couldn't play. He went to the locker room. He didn't come back. He looked like he was in a lot of pain. This guy's just super on. I mean, you can't catch a break, this guy. Yeah. Ever since he snapped his ankle in half, it seems like he just can't catch a break period like he's just injury prone and it's not even related he just keeps getting hurt sucks it does and because they're a fun team yeah and they're definitely a playoff contender with him and i mean everyone is in the east yeah yeah, for sure i would really suck if he has to miss an extended period of time yep uh and then the other thing i i would bring up well i should point out your boy had a good game malik monk malik monk 20 20 points but Lamelo ball who i love and I, I've talked about on the show already how, how what his upside is, and and I think everyone, other than you at this point, pretty much is on the Lamelo Ball train. Uh, but he did a, he did for the second time, at least that I've seen this year in this game, he went he drove on Mike Conley, and scored at the rim, and then did the little thing where he says like oh he like puts his hand like too small, mm-hmm. just dude, it's just stupid. Yeah. yeah. Like, and then like of all, like I I guess it's like the heat of the moment, but you just seem like a child. You just seem like a petulant a little bit at that point. It's like, it's Mike Conley, dude. Yeah. I think the guy like wins awards. Respected guy. Yeah. He like wins awards for being just not like he wins the nice guy award every year. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and, and you ended up getting your ass beat. Like that's the big You lost by 22, man. Come on. I mean, at the time when it happened, they were winning. Or there was a close game, but like, yeah, there's more important things to be concerned about than like celebrating by saying Mike Conley's too small. Cause also Mike Conley is not small. Mm-hmm. You're just freakishly tall for a point guard. Yeah. He's six, eight. Every point guard's too small. Every like true point guard's too small. It's just dumb. I don't like it. I don't mind guys celebrating and stuff, but like taunting for no reason and then getting your ass beat. That's like, yeah, that's really the big part of it is getting your ass kicked. And it's also just a shitty look. But he is like, I mean, he is a child. I mean, he is still 
like Lit- almost literally, literally, what, literally 19. A, yeah, he's literally a child, but he 19. is very good. Oh man, look at this. Lakers tied it up. 111-111 with a minute left. Wow. Brad yeah. Beal time. I have uh, no way of watching it, so you might have to do some play-by-play if it gets to crunch time. You don't have NBA TV? I don't have it set up at the moment, and oh. this freaking app stinks. Oh, your boy, Avdija. Corner three to take the lead. 114-111 with 51 seconds remaining. Top shot. I wonder if he has a top shot card because I'm, I'm – I'm sure. Good. That was a top shot right there. Every t- There's a top shot moment coming in this game. I could just feel it. Okay. Malik Monk does not have one. That's why I bring someone it up. tweeted out asking if Russell Westbrook's uh, airballed layup <laughs> from this game is going to be a top shot moment. <laughs> I bet you that'll be like its own series will be like bloopers. Like Shaq and a fools. Yeah. Someone will pay an exorbitant amount of money for like somebody traveling. I would than 100% give, throw like 15 bucks to get a Russell Westbrook airballing a layup. Well, you can't because the cheapest card's $25. So. <laughs> yeah, but what about turnover? Like turnovers might be we'll see. We'll see. cheaper. Uh, yeah, I think that's it from this Hornets game. But yeah, it's it's unfortunate because they have a lot of guys like playing their best basketball. They're competitive and they're fun. Like everyone loves this team. This is like the league pass team this year or one of them. There's another one that I'm going to talk about in a second. But this one is one of like the darlings of the league, but Hayward just can't stay healthy. There was an even like, a, I forgot what outlet it was. It's like talking for the first time that I've ever seen this. It's like a full like feature about how Michael Jordan made every right decision this off season, which does not happen often, you know? Mm-hmm. So hopefully Hayward's not, not bad. We'll see if there's any yeah. updates. Uh, as this game winds down to an end, we'll get to that in a second. Speaking of the Heat, one of the hottest teams in the Eastern Conference. They've now – they beat the Thunder. I mean, they barely – I mean, they, they won 108-94. So, it looks like they beat them pretty handily, but they, they did. I see there. <laughs> they looked – I'd say the only word that I can truly use to, like, accurately describe the Heat's offense is just anemic. It's not That's good. A good word. It's not good. It's just not good. Right at the moment, it's not good. And and even on the broadcast, finally on the broadcast, John Crotty, who's the color guy, was calling out Jimmy Butler, just like too passive. Mm-hmm. You, you, when you drive to the basket, go just score. Like score, especially in a game like this. I didn't end up winning, but it was because of their defense. They held OKC to 94 points. Like 108 against the Thunder is not good. No. And Jimmy without Butler, Al Horford, with, they didn't even have right. Al Horford. Like Jimmy Butler takes eleven shots, he gets to the line nine times. He can literally get to the line anytime he wants. All right, let, let me just, I gotta focus on the end of this game. Set the scene here. Uh, so there was a jump ball. Lakers got it with twenty something seconds left. LeBron went to the rack. It is one fourteen, one thirteen with fifteen seconds left. Washington, did they get fouled? Or did they call timeout? It looks like the Lakers fouled them. So Russell Westbrook is at the line <laughs> with 16 seconds left. Washington's up 114-113. I think this game's going on. I'm calling it right now. I'm saying this game's going overtime. Okay. What do you think? I'm slightly ahead of you <laughs> on the in terms of this the game catch. Russell or Westbrook misses the first free throw. So I can see the score, but not the game. 
Oh, so the score already updated? Yeah. Did? Well, anyways, on my end, with 15.9 seconds left, Russell Westbrook has one free throw to put the Wizards up by two. Uh, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, the Jimmy Butler thing, it's pretty, it, it's just glaring. Like even their own color guys are calling it out. Wizards up to timeout Lakers. Uh, the, even their own guys are calling out like, like, dude, you, you got to just score, especially Tyler hero sits out again with this hip issue, which we don't know what, how bad it is, but this is either the second or third game that he sat Goran Dragic still not playing. So this two of your three best scoring options, uh, not playing. The offense looks terrible. You can barely score against the thunder. Just go now. And, and I understand the excuse that like the announcers made a lot of the game, which is, Oh, it's the seventh game of a seven game road trip. This is always the hardest game. They look tired. They look tired. That's that's, I get it. That's, and that's a very valid thing. That's that's a real thing. Traveling and staying in hotels and last game and this and that. But it was really, to me, it was Jimmy Butler who looked bad. Everyone else looked like they were doing what they do. I mean, Jimmy Butler just looked out of it. And it's that can't have this year in the Eastern Conference with everyone's just sort of up and down. That can't happen consistently. Jimmy Butler's got to play well every night for the Heat. It just has to happen. They, they, they win this game because they're playing one of the worst teams in the NBA. Play, that's any, was, play any other good team, they lose this game. That's what I was going to say in terms of not really being with that, uh, you know, last game of a, a, like a, a road trip. Like you've dug this hole for yourself in the standings. Like you can't come out lazy or, or unmotivated against one of the worst teams in the league. You need this win. It, like t- games for the heat against bad oh, teams. Here we go. Here we go. Here, we go. here we go. Here we go. Ten set LeBron and LeBron gets fouled. And an am. Oh my God. That was a weak foul, but LeBron gets an and one. He's going to the free throw line with 9.8 seconds left. So it's tied. LeBron's going to the line with 10 seconds left. Um, yeah, I agree with you. It, it, it just, it can't happen. The pot, I mean, there are, po- I mean, there's more positives than negatives. The negative of this game is there's two negatives to me. One is Jimmy Butler, not aggressive. And Kelly Linux still stinks and they desperately still need to get another four. The positive, especially just in particular coming off of this road trip, is LeBron missed the free throw. Wow. So it's 115 all with 115, nine seconds left. Wizards ball. Uh, They call timeout or something? Yeah, they call timeout. Um, The positive coming out of the positives coming, at least out of this game, Duncan Robinson went six of 13 from three, which is desperately needed because he hasn't been shooting the ball well. And Kendrick Nunn has been, he basically put the heat on his back in this, uh, on this trip. I'm, I tweeted out a stat after the last game and it probably, it's obviously changed now because he went three for nine from three, but before, as of the sixth game of this road trip, he was shooting 42 point something percent from three and everyone else on the team was shooting 28% from three. Wow. That's wild. He had 20 again tonight, career high, nine assists. Like, He's playing the way he played at the beginning of last year when he was a rookie of the year leader. I was going to say he's one of the most variable players in the league in the sense of like when he's playing well, he's very, very good. And then he's just so bad when he doesn't have it going on. Like 
There's no in between with him. Well, it seems like last year he hit like this wall where he totally lost his confidence, and then he got benched in the playoffs, which is understandable because Goran was playing out of Goran Dragic was playing out of his mind. But now it looks like he has the confidence back, and he knows. I think what happens a lot of times too with young guys is like when your minutes fluctuate, your confidence goes, and you don't know that you're going to get minutes, you don't know you're going to get shots, your confidence fluctuates. But now because of the way this team is, he's going to play. He's one of their best individual scoring options on the team right now. He's going to play. So I think it's showing he's confident. He's just going and getting it. Led them in minutes tonight. I'm looking at the box score yeah. right now. 41. All right, here we go. Brad Beal, nine seconds, eight, seven, six, five, four. Top shot moment. Uh, overtime. I told you. I called him. <laughs> well, what happened? He oh, he missed. Well, obviously he missed the. To- <laughs> I know. No. He missed the jumper. for like, you know. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline short or long no, air ball it was short it was short out. Rim, it hit the front front rim step back he kind of bobbled it so he drove pick and roll he drove left he he, he had the move like he had kcp one-on-one got to the left elbow stepped back and he kind of looked like he kind of bobbled the ball a little bit and if he would have cleanly got the step back he it might have been a better shot but he still got a good look for brad beal it was about as good of a look as you're going to get at the end of the game so Part of me wants to live bet Lakers right here. It feels like that's the Wizards' chance, and the Lakers are going to stomp them in overtime. But yeah, I don't know. Lakers just haven't played, been playing great basketball without AD. So we'll see. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Um, So those are the, for the, uh, back to the heat, those are the positives for the heat. I mean, Kendrick Nunn, in particular, Kendrick Nunn. Like this is, it's huge for them that he's playing well because I mean, somebody's got to score for this team. Somebody has to consistently be a scoring option with all the injuries, too. Tyler Hero's up and down. Goran Dragic has been up healthy, not healthy. This is a huge thing for them. And now, with all that being said, with them losing to the Clippers without, the, without Kawhi and PG, them blowing that huge lead to the Warriors, right? Losing three in a row. Now they win three in a row. They... They, they come off this road trip, the seven-game road trip, the longest road trip they've had in a decade, by the way, four and three. They've won seven of their last 10. And then they play the, the Raptors, who are hot on Wednesday. If they win that and they win four in a row, they somehow have a shot to go into All-Star break as one of the hotter teams in the East. And with all, everything that's happened with that team, it's pretty crazy. It's remarkable. But I have a feeling you still believe they need to make a move, right? There's no <laughs> question. Make a move. No, no, no. Well, there's no question, but almost every team in the East to compete with what the Nets have. The like you, if you're a team in the East and you're looking at the way the Nets are playing and what 
they have the capability of doing, you, you can never be satisfied with what your roster is. Regardless of what the Nets are, I would say Kelly Olenek is just not the answer for any team as a starting four. Yeah. And I find myself every game I watch now saying, oh man, that guy, like today I was watching Thunder and I'm like, Mike Muscala would be pretty good for the Heat. <laughs> like, oh boy, that's bottom of the bar. I mean, he's a fight. He's, he's having the best year of his career. Yeah. He, obviously, he's, he's on a bad team, but he's shooting the ball well. I just mean from like. But that just tells you how bad Kel- Kelly Olinick's playing. It's, but that's not even the thing. It's not even that Kelly Olinick is that bad. He's streaky. And I would also say this they were three and oh on this trip when he made a three, just one three. Interesting. Which, which shows you he went, he had a few, he had a bunch of games where he didn't make any threes, which is he shoots a lot of threes. Because he's the he is their stretch four, uh, and I'm not saying Mike Muscala. And then like when I watch the Kings, I'm like, man, Bielitsa would be really good for them. And I'm not even saying like, oh, these guys would play 30 minutes a game. I'm just saying from a depth, so that Kelly Olynyk doesn't have to play major minutes. Yeah, that'd be better. Uh, and they also need somebody who can defend. And, and I think the Laker game was a glaring reason when you look at the uh, Bam just absolutely shut down LeBron. And if somehow they were to play the Lakers again, I think if you could get a four who could guard AD and maybe it's precious, but that lineup doesn't offensively doesn't look good and precious can't guard AD, but bam was great against LeBron. So that was, that was interesting too. So are the, are they the other team? Are they the other spread team? No, they're not. They're actually horrible against the spread. I think. Yeah. Well, they have been pretty horrible they're, all year. Yeah, they're bottom three in the league the, the heat are. Uh, Oklahoma City is not bad against the spread. By the way, Washington's up two off of a Russell Westbrook mid-range jumper. Just what you want Love to those. come out first play in overtime. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Heat have just been bad. Tight game, LeBron, of course. All right. Uh, two other games that went that happened tonight. Uh, let's talk about – oh, Chicago. That's my other league pass team. I, I watched. Made, I watched I, as much – I mean, I watched – basically the whole game up until they blow the doors open. And then I switched to another game, but um, man, this is that one team that every year there's like that team. And last year it was the Pacers and this year it could be the Pacers too. There's that team that like, if they make the playoffs, you absolutely like, you, I wouldn't want to play this team in the playoffs. This is that team. They have a crazy, and obviously we've talked about them a little bit, but I haven't, I don't think I've sat and watched 48 minutes of the bulls yet. I've watched like, quarters and like yeah. halves but um i mean they're long they're athletic they have a they have a good mix of like garrett temple sataransky thaddeus young mixed with great young like kobe white zach levine cart wendell carter patrick williams who looks like he's going to be an absolute lockdown two-way player and then you combine that with the fact that zach levine is just He's, He's got the, the upside of any player. There's not, there's very few guys, if any, that have the, the upside offensively that he has. He's like right up there with any of the young scoring guards in the league in terms of his offensive upside. This team, they're playing better than they should. They're in the playoffs. As of right now, they're the eight seed. And, I, I mean, I, they, they're scary, man. They, any team should be scared of them. I think Alex just froze or I froze on Alex's end. Oh, there he is. Welcome back, Alex. Uh, yeah. I lost you there for a second. I thought you were just, I was just, I thought you were just so like blown away by the point I was making about the bulls that you, 
You literally, you literally froze. Well, here's what's crazy is that I was planning to talk a lot about the Bulls tonight and you hit on every single point I was going to make. Like I, we're on the same page about the Bulls. It's pretty remarkable. So maybe you just jammed up my whole internet with... I jammed up your hole? <laughs> the internet. <laughs> oh. My whole internet. <laughs> jammed up my whole this is, internet. This is, not, this is not that kind of podcast, Alex. Sorry. Um, yeah, so what we were talking about singularity earlier. Maybe we you, me, and these two machines all achieved some sort of four-way singularity. and it, it, Four ways now you're talking about? That's What's happening on this podcast? We've been doing this podcast for how long? You've never, lo- you've never lost me in cyberspace. And no, true. everything you just said about the Bulls, I agree with. You know, I missed like the last 10 seconds of it. But. You're freezing up again. I can't tell if it's on your end that or my end. That was clean as the whistle on my end. Yeah, well, it froze up on my end. Maybe it's both of us. This, this podcast is going down the tubes real quick. It could be our best one. I don't know. It could be. Well, I mean, that whole joke I just made was pretty good. So I'm sure I'll get a text about that from somebody. <laughs> How about this? Uh, to wrap up our, our Chicago point, they are the number three team in the NBA against the spread at wow. 19 and 12. They are against the spread darlings. Huh. Interesting. They were – I did not bet that game tonight because I – because the Rockets had lost seven in a row and Chicago was minus one. And I was like, ah, yeah, I got to snap out of it eventually. But Houston's a mess, dude. I know they really are. They, they haven't won a game since Christian Wood got hurt, by the way. That's horrible. That's, that's telling. Is he the MVP? Just kidding. He might be, but yeah. <laughs> just so Ooh, up Brad speaking of him. All right. Well, you know, they've lost eight in a row now, I think. Um, Lots of injuries. Victor Oladipo hasn't been playing. Obviously, Christian Wood hasn't been playing. I don't know if at some point do they shut down John Wall later in the year to try to get a better draft pick. Like, I will say this. There are still odds out on who will be the next coach fired, and Steven Silas is very low on the list. So I think there's like an understanding that yeah. this was going to be that kind He's- of year given a plate of shit honestly you i don't care f- after what happened with ryan saunders i not anything's possible i, I mean that would I be just, beyond classless i like feel like i've seen it all now in terms yeah. of coaching situations but yeah so they're a mess i'm not really sure what the path forward is other than them continuing to just lose games pj tucker probably got to be gone soon mm-hmm. and they still i don't they still haven't parted ways with boogie yet. i'm assuming that's coming soon too yeah but they get like a second rounder for boogie or something I will say the the one positive for this or for this team this year at least is Jay Sean Tate. Yeah, he's been really good for them. I don't know if it's because they're bad and he's playing good on a bad team, but I like that. I've been talking about him all year. I really like him. I haven't seen much of him, but just tonight watching the highlights, he had like a crazy flip over his head, like he wasn't even looking at the basket, and I, he, he's fun to watch. I mean, he's only six four, but he's built like a he's like a tank six four. He mm-hmm. and he can guard multiple positions. He's a decent shooter. Two for four tonight. I think he's shooting somewhere in like the low 30s from three, which is obviously not great, but he's an undrafted rookie who's starting. I mean, he it's pretty yeah, he'll I mean, take it, that. He'll take that. Yeah. So that's good. Um 125, 124, 17 seconds left. Wizards have the ball. Wizards are up one. And Russell Westbrook just threw a, a horrendous pass. He turned it over. With I don't the know lead if he's in the ball. I, I don't know what's happening. Oh, they called a foul. Woo. That is a bailout. He tried to throw a lob up to like Robin Lopez, and it was it like, <laughs> a lob up one with fourteen seconds left. 
And Robin Lopez and Rui Hachimura were in. Oh, <laughs> he's like, okay. So he throws the ball up and it's for Rui Hachimura. But Robin Lopez is standing right there and thinks it's for him. Gets fouled, is on the floor, and Russ is like, what are you doing? That's not for you. <laughs> As if Robin Lopez is supposed to know that you, you threw it to it right in the vicinity of a seven-footer. What's mm-hmm. he supposed to do at that point? Uh, so I think this is a foul. I don't have the sound on, so I don't know. Other oh, reviewing it. Great. Yeah. Something that the NBA is definitely going to get right. A review at the end of a Laker mm-hmm. game. In a reasonable yeah. amount of time as well. Right. So, well, that gives us time to hit this Grizzlies game. Grizzlies, Dallas, Dallas wins one Oh two 92. Uh, Dallas doesn't look great, but Memphis has just been awful without Dylan, the villain Brooks. <laughs> they scored 36 points in the first half. Like, that's so bad. They're just, they need Dylan it's, Brooks, dude. No, he's the only one not playing. I know. Like they they had a couple games ago where a bunch of guys were out, but tonight the only guy that didn't play was Dylan the villain. And okay. they look awful. I mean, they're just falling off a cliff without the villain. He looks like a certain Disney villain. He does. Well, we'll unleash that when yeah. the time comes. But yeah, Memphis, that's I mean, obviously very alarming that they um can't win without Dylan Brooks. Yeah. Maybe the most <laughs> average player. Like when you talk about like numbers above replacement, like it's basically Dylan Brooks. Like he's your, yeah. he's like he's your baseline dead. NBA player. When you look up VORP, yeah. his, that's his pictures right there. Yeah. This, and when, like when you go to the basketball reference glossary and they like are explaining it, this stat was created to define players like Dylan Brooks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just your baseline guy. Yeah. Um, I guess the big story out of this game is the rumor that the Mavs I get are potentially gauging Christophe Porzingis. He was, did not play back spasms. And he obviously we've talked about on this show a ton about how he he doesn't look healthy. He doesn't look like he's healthy. It would be it would be unbelievable if they traded Porzingis. With the hype around this team, them going and getting him to pair with Luca from the Knicks, like what an, Oh, wow. 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 Lakers biggest. No, no, that you can do in basketball side out of bounds with 14 seconds left. Russell Westbrook inbounding the ball. They have basically three guys paying attention to Brad Beal. So he can't inbound it. So Bertans is wide open and no one guards Russell Westbrook. And he just cuts right to the basket, gets a foul and an and one. They're about to be up four. If wow. he, if he makes, makes the free throw. Well, they're up three and he has a free throw. But either way, they didn't guard the inbounder, which is the mm-hmm. most dangerous. Like you have to guard. I mean, Somebody's got to pick up the inbounder. Yeah. Oh, missed the free throw. No timeout for the Lakers. LeBron pulls up from the Staples Center logo, misses. Kuzma, rebound, misses. Game over. Wow. Wizards win. 127-124. The Wizards are hot. Five in a row Wizards now. Five in a row. But anyway, but just to put a bow on the Mavericks thing, it would. It, uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see if that's even a real thing. But it would be pretty unbelievable after everything that they – I mean, they'd give up to get Porzingis and bringing him in to try – and 
really just the state of where his career is at if he gets traded, because it's kind of sad for a guy who seemed like the future of the position. Yeah, it sucks. And you just, I just don't think the Mavericks would make this move if they felt like health wise, he was going to get back to where, you know, he was. Because they know more than anybody about about his health and, and where he's at. So that's that's really concerning. Yeah. I um, mean, yeah. although, you know, hopefully, maybe sometimes change of scenery does it for a guy. I, I can't see where he'd be in a better situation than where he's at now. And they were really at. good when he was playing well last year, you know? Yeah. Oh, I don't know, man. We'll see what happens with that. Who knows if it's real? First, got to see if it's even a real thing. Mm-hmm. All right. So the Wizards just beat the Lakers. They've now won five in a row. They remain. That puts them at 11 and 17. They're still in the 13th seed, but they are still two losses in the loss column. They've played less games than most teams behind the Raptors, who are the fifth seed. They're three losses behind the Pacers, who are the four seed. So here's the question. I told you I was going to pose this question if the, if the Wizards won this game. At what point? If they play their way back into the playoffs, is Brad Beal back? Is Brad Beal vaulted into the MVP discussion? Leading the league in scoring, taking a team that looked basically futile at the, at, for most of the season, trade rumors, is he going to be gone? All this stuff just keeps doing his thing, professional, leads the league in scoring, and look like legitimately the way they're playing. They, they, they are like we say with every team in the East, they're a playoff contender now. Mm -hmm. At what point is he at least in the conversation? If they, like if they're a playoff team by all-star, is he in the conversation? I think once they get back to 500, if they can get back to 500, then maybe you you don't have to make, you don't have to be 500 probably this year to make the playoffs. I know. I just can't like, can you give the MVP to a team that loses more games than it's won? I I don't know. I know that's like arbitrary or whatever, but for me, you got to be 500 or better to be in the MVP conversation. But that doesn't diminish the unbelievable numbers the guy's putting up. Now, um, I, I can't now say this too. I would be shocked if this continues. If this continues, by the way, then they're legit. And I'll tell you why. This five-game win streak, Boston, Houston, who stinks, Denver, at Portland, at the Lakers. But now their last six games before All-Star, at the Clippers, at the Nuggets, at home versus the T-Wolves, who are going to be on the honeymoon phase of a new coach, at Boston, versus Memphis, versus the Clippers. That's a, that's I tell you what, if they even get out of that three and three, right, mm-hmm. and finish, you know, if they can finish – before all-star break at 14 and 20 after the way they started their season. Yeah. Things are looking up and yeah. Um, I, I have to think someone has had a talk or just maybe Russell Westbrook and Scotty Brooks have, have come to an agreement that he needs to shoot way less threes. And it seems to be working better for everybody. Oh, there he goes. Froze again. Okay. Now he's back. So wait, you're saying that you're, that you think that they made a concerted. It seems like you're probably right about them making a concerted effort about Russ not taking threes, but that doesn't forgive the fact that he was six of twelve from the free throw line. His game's probably over in regulation if he can make a free throw. I mean, you still want him getting the line. I think you just need him to also make them. Yeah, <laughs> twelve times. Yeah. 
By the way, he had 32, 14, and nine. Like that's vintage Russ. I know. That's I know. His numbers are always just ridiculous. But and also, Brad Beal recently said Russell Westbrook's the best teammate he's ever had. People love Russell Westbrook. People absolutely love that guy when they play for him with him. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Hey, this just makes us look good. We had this team being very good at the beginning mm-hmm. of the year. Now they're playing very good. So let's yeah, see what happens. It. Are we panicked about the Lakers? Three in a row now. They've the lost. Only thing I'm panicked about is the possibility of AD being on the shelf for next. Like, that's what my panic is about. You know, because I, without him, they're 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 not what they're not the Lakers to me. Let me ask you this: At what, like, what first round matchup scares you to the point where they could potentially? Like, like, for example, we say this about the Lakers, like even with Anthony Davis, right? But we say this about the Lakers where we're like, oh, seeding doesn't matter for this team. But like, if they fall to five uh-huh. and they have to play the, like, the Nuggets or they fall to like five or six and have to play the Clippers or the Suns or something. Yeah, well, that would concern me for sure without Anthony Davis. Are you, no, oh, even, even with, with Anthony Davis. At what point, like what if they fall to six and the Clippers are three? Like, couldn't they lose to the Clippers? They could. I mean, they could. But I don't with Anthony don't think, Davis. With Anthony Davis, I don't think they would. I'd still take the Lakers in that series. But it's yeah. I mean, of yeah, course they could. It's not that's good. what I'm saying. Like, there's a people are consistently saying like you just you got to keep Anthony Davis out. What you do, he has to be healthy. Seating doesn't matter for this team because if Anthony Davis is healthy, and I agree, they are the best team in the league. They should beat anybody. But there does come to a point where like you got to win these games. You don't want to fall out of the top four. I would imagine. You definitely don't want to. I guess the the discussion is then, can you win a championship with AD at 90%? Probably. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I I think if you can get him back to 100%, that's what you do, uh, even if your seed takes a hit. If I'm I'm making Even without it, my problem is, my my only concern, and it's not a huge concern, but my my real concern is, well, they still don't have Schroeder either, which I, but... Even without those guys, you got to beat bat these teams. Yeah. You got to beat the Heat. You got to beat the Wizards. I don't know who the the third team was that they lost to on this run, but like you, you got to beat these teams. And maybe they just the Nets. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. with no KD, but still. Um, but you got to beat these yeah. teams without Anthony Davis. They've lost four or five. It's no. We'll see. Maybe they just need the break to get here and regroup mm-hmm. and rest. I mean, like you said, they, they're doing a lot of different things when you lose Anthony Davis. You know what I mean? So maybe they, yeah, especially think they're this bad without him. But yeah, so we'll see. All right, let's wrap this up before your computer freezes yeah. again. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Subscribe, rate, and review later. Mm-hmm.